بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Hey look, somebody tell me what we're talking about this episode Because look, I don't even know I don't even know We're talking about mm-hmm. the unrelenting wit and strength of a Muslim in the face of adversity mm, Okay One of the most forgotten things in the creed of being a Muslim is the qadr of Allah, good or bad, mm-hmm. right? Believing in qadr of Allah is one of the hardest things because we always like to think that we're in control of our own lives. And indeed, we are in control because we have the free will, right? But we never stop to think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knew this for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew this was going to happen to us. He didn't make it happen to us, right? Whether it be good, whether it be bad. And it's really the bad things that we're talking about because that's where people start to question the qadr of Allah. You don't question the qadr of Allah if you get an A on your test mm-hmm. or if you get a new car, <laughs> if you get a new job, if you get a raise. Mm-hmm. If anything good happens to you, something that you've wanted, you're not going to question the qadr of Allah. You're going to think you deserved it because even, we as humans, we're ungrateful. We think we deserve these things. And we're hasty. And even like when you think about the qadr of Allah, you think about Musa and Khidr. Remember when Khidr, he was doing these heinous acts to, in the eyes of Moses, Moses kept asking, he broke his promise. He kept asking him, why you do this? Why you did that? Why you did that? Why you did that? And Khidr, he told him, you, stop asking me these questions. Like, this is all a part of a bigger plan. And then you go on later to realize in the story that Khidr was doing acts which was revealed to him by Allah that were better and, than, and more revealing than what Moses saw. Well, if you understand what I'm saying. It's not, it's not necessarily better. It's... The fact that everything led, had a purpose, everything mm-hmm. led up to something that allowed Musa salam, to understand fully the scope of things. Because every event that happens is not just that small thing, it's everything. Just like our life, we're judged based on our entire life, not because we did one thing. If we commit one sin, that does, that's not the only thing we're judged on on the day of judgment. We're judged mm-hmm. on our entire life, every single thing. Not just, the, not just the good or bad deeds, the things that may not even be these. The neutral things that we do in our life, just waking up from sleep. Did you praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you did that to get some good deeds or did you not? Did you do sunnahs or did you not do sunnahs? Mm-hmm. Did you deliberately leave out sunnahs or did you accidentally forget them? Like these types of things, we're judged on these things, right? The things that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And in the case of Musa, Ali Salam and Khidr, it, uh, you have to go back to what was the reason he had to go meet Khidr. The people asked Musa, Salam, who is the most knowledgeable? Instead of saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musa, Musa Salam said himself, Mm-hmm. And who, mm-hmm. when when you look at this story from right now, you think who in the right mind would say I'm the most knowledgeable and not Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? But this was because Musa Islam had to learn his lesson. There was a lesson to be learned in this. But look, you, you're saying that right now, people people be like, who would say that other than Allah? But when people are placed in situations, they tend to act very differently. Exactly. So right now, you might be thinking, oh, if such and such happens to me, I'm gonna react this way. But in reality, you really don't know. You don't know the future. You don't know what the future has in store for you. And only Allah knows that, which you do not know. I can actually speak on this on personal experience. Like, there have been times where, uh, like, I heard a story about a man who, uh, he was like a prisoner of war. And the only way they'd release him and not kill him is if he renounced Islam. If he said, like, he's no longer Muslim. And the dude, unrelentingly, he just kept saying, like, no, you can kill me. I'm going to be a martyr. And he kept saying the Shahada. So... All this kept going on. He kept saying the shahada. They would like they tortured him and all this and that. And he would still pray. Like he never let anything turn him away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And me thinking I'm strong and stuff, I, I thought, okay, if I was in that situation, I'd be doing the same exact thing. But in reality, I don't actually know. 
Like, I don't know if in that situation I would have been so fearful that I would have uh, ended up pronouncing Islam or not. Because in a situation like that where you think, oh, I, I'd be doing the same thing that he's doing. I'd have the same strength mm -hmm. of his mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might destroy you because you might have a, a little mustard seed of arrogance in your heart to think that you're going to do it yourself. That, no, that this strength that I'm showing right now, that, oh, if you kill me right now, I'm a martyr. Like that type of strength, that type of strength comes from Allah. And like asking Allah for that type of strength. Allah means like that comes from, like that is not something which you muster up yourself or it's not like instantly there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's built up over a period of time. Like I can, I can recall the numerous amount of times people have complimented me on my discipline as a Muslim. And I've said like, bro, it's not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like this is through years of practice. Like me being a Muslim, it's not just practicing my prayers. That's not what it means to be a practicing Muslim. It means to build myself up. Like the person that you see before you here today is not, it's not me on my own. This is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is from Allah, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created me. He's the reason I am this way. Because I follow his rules. Like, yeah, I choose to be this way. But what we've got to remember, just the fact that we choose to be this way is not from ourselves. This is only from Allah. Because Allah gives you these abilities. Allah gives you these opportunities. And a lot of the times when I think about it, it's like... like I think the, the, a good way to think about it is every single day you are tested and granted an opportunity to either choose right from wrong. And then through that, Allah may have mercy upon you from what you choose. Or through that, Allah may have mercy upon you from what you struggle for. You know what I'm saying? On, on the day of judgment, Allah is going to ask... Like, you're going to be asked about what you struggled for, what you strived for in this life. You're told to do your best. You're not told to be the best out here. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great way to put it. And if you, if you want to talk about, like, historically... Um, the first person I could bring up is look at uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab, right? A man who, like we said it numerous times, where he was an enemy to Islam, a man who wanted to kill the Prophet, right? Mm -hmm. And the Prophet made dua for him to become Muslim. He did, and look how honored he became. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying this is purely from him or purely, purely from the dua of the Prophet, but it's from Allah. Mm -hmm. He made dua for the sake of Allah so that this man could accept Islam. He accepts Islam and he becomes. A man so honored that we we know him as the second. Allah second directly Khalifa. tells the Prophet the Quran that right. guidance indeed doesn't come from you; it comes from Allah. So you attribute you attribute that to Allah, and like when it comes to the worst of the worst, you have to still believe in your heart that that person can be guided if Allah wills. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent, because within a day, within a night, his entire life, everything that he did previously could be forgiven by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And it's like, and his, you can see the change within this person. Like he's, he's praying or praying or prayers, being nice and kind to people, doing, being foremost in good acts. Mm -hmm. That's, I feel like the, Allah tells us the best way, like you said, to be a Muslim, to build yourself up. The best way to be a Muslim, uh, to build yourself up is Allah tells you to be foremost in good acts. Leave off the, the major sins, seek repentance from Allah for, for like your, for your sins and for your shortcomings but look even the people that you wouldn't even expect to be guided allah guides them and what do you what do you see as a turn out of that that person becomes better and what do you see on the other side people are unhappy with it people are questioning allah's color like look for example how many people when andrew tate you know uh, may allah bless him whenever he became a muslim how many people said they were going to leave islam or how many people started um talking talking crap about him saying how bad of a person he is or he doesn't deserve to be a muslim or he's just doing it for yada 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 as if they know his this man's heart as if they know his intentions as if they know what actually goes on in this man's head mm -hmm. 
Even even now to this day, people will still say that. And look, look what he's doing. He's actively speaking for Islam. He's 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 holding on to his faith. Imagine, remember when he was in jail and he was talking about his his experience in jail and he was going to the courthouse. What was he doing? He was holding the Quran. He was talking about all the all the times in, in jail when he was reading the Quran. And even when he's out here right now, how he's 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 speaking up for Palestine. A lot of these Muslims, they've been Muslim for years, they've been born Muslim. They don't do that. And yet they, these are the same people who will sit there and question Allah's Qadr and be like, oh, this guy didn't deserve yada, 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 as if they know the unseen, those, as if they know what's better. They, yeah, those same people judge like they know what, like they know the unseen. And here's the crazy part about it. If Allah will, those same people can become disbelievers. Those same people will end up in the hellfire. Is, is that not something scary to think about? Today I could be such a way and the next day I could be, I could be amongst the people of the hellfire. Because of your arrogance and your actions. This one, this one thing I decided to do, and Allah, Allah might, might decide to punish me for. And what, what is indeed a true punishment? Allah furthering himself away from you. Or Allah, uh, or Allah you, putting you upon misguidance. Yeah. I, could even, I could even speak on that like, in my personal life. Like, there's been times where like, I've, my iman has felt good, and I felt like I was in a good position in my life. But there's maybe some things that I do in, my, like, in, a, in a certain week where I might feel like there's some arrogance in my heart just because I might feel like I did this thing on my own, mm -hmm. right? And it, as someone who's young and as someone who's like coming up in their life and maturing and stuff, it's so easy to leave off the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the reason why you did this, right? It's, it's so easy to think that you've done something on your own. Like if I think about any achievement that I get sometimes, it might, in my, in my head, immediately it might be like, oh, I just, I did this. Like I'm happy I did this, but I don't, I might not thank Allah right away. This, this is something This is something that is actually 100% so true because I can even say to the same for myself where it's like well, one day I feel like I'm like, I'm like, man, I'm such a, you know, I'm, I'm doing good on my deen, alhamdulillah, right? And then I go out, I do something, you know, something that I, that I achieve and I'm like, later on, I'm just like, why didn't I think of Allah? Why didn't I thank Allah first? Why did I think about how I just did something instead of attributing it to Allah? Why was, not, why was that not the first thing that I thought of? And that's scary to me because I'm like, you know, what happens if like, let's say I get put into a situation, I'm about to die and Allah's not the first thing that I'm thinking about. Or even so, what, what happens if you get put in a situation where you achieve many more victories and you start to forget Allah over time? Yeah, it, happen, it happens all the time. You see it happen all over and you could be amongst those people. So don't think just because someone else is doing it, you're going to look down upon them and talk about them when you can be that same very person that can happen to you later on because I you don't know your future. I want to touch up on something. Yeah, you don't know your future. That I want to touch up on something like you said earlier. How we don't we don't necessarily control what happens to us. In turn, like what that means is that we can't necessarily control our reality in that sense. But in a way, we can control our reality is we can control how we react. Mm -hmm. Whenever something hard befalls us, we can think of God. Whenever something good thing befalls us, we can think of God. Like and in that, like that's the same thing. I just did the same thing. I stayed the same. I didn't decrease or well, I didn't decrease it anyway. You can control your reality by the way you react. It's, yeah, to it's your reaction. It's the, your it's your perspective. The way you look at life is going to determine how your how your life is. If I'm sitting there and I, I have a bad perspective on everything, I'm going to be miserable. But if I sit there and I have good thoughts about any, anything, whether it be a bad thing, and I be I was even thinking about this earlier. The when people are the best at something, it comes from a past of making a lot of mistakes, a lot of bad things happening upon them. What, when do you learn the most? You learn the most whenever you're put through something, whenever you go through something, whenever something bad happens to you, because th then you're really sitting there sincerely thinking about how did you end up in such a situation? How to avoid this later on? How can I do better? 
sincerely thinking those sleepless nights when you hit rock bottom the only place to go is up and when you and some people they only focus on the, the bottom part they only focus on the bottom part not the, the unlimited potential that they have though they don't focus on the bigger bubble around surrounding them on their circumstance mm-hmm. well i like how you just said that because a lot of people focus only on their lows they never focus on their highs they never focus on where they could be where this situation right now could take them in the in the future like this could propel you essentially a hardship is supposed to propel you in the future right anything that you go through it's supposed to help you better like later on in life like when you think about uh another sahabi like i told you guys right before this uh sumaya radiallahu anha the first modern islam she was um she was enslaved and she was a, a poorer uh person before and she converted to islam and this angered the people of Quraysh, yeah abu jahl and stuff like this and they tortured her they like did a lot of things to persecute her because they could like she couldn't do anything to defend herself up until the day that Abu Jahl like took a spear and speared her multiple times, right? So think about the unwavering iman of a person like this, someone who they know they can't do anything when they're in the face of adversity. Adversity such as this, where the end result is death, but they still, they never waver because they know that this hardship leads to something better. The Prophet told her before she even died, you are the people of paradise. And think about that type of strength. Now, see, I'm not saying that if you're going through something, you think of yourself as the people of paradise, but think where it can lead. Think, think about where the yeah. hardship could lead. If you endure this hardship and you endure the next one and you endure the next one, you are the people of paradise. And think about it. What's something, what's something that's inevitable for every single person? Person, Death. Death is inevitable for you and the, next, the person next to you. And death is the destroyer of desires and you're destroy, the destroyer of hardships. At the, after, after death, there's no more hardship for you on this earth. And it's the end of your test. And why make it worse for yourself? If you're already going through a lot of things, you hit rock bottom. Why make it worse for yourself and make yourself amongst the people of the hellfire? Why not try to go for that next level? Why not try to achieve greatness? Why not try to be amongst the people of paradise? Like, why do you want to sit there and just be a bum? Imagine hearing of a place like, uh, imagine hearing of Jannah. Like you hear the rivers, the women, the company, the angels. You hear of this, you get to be with Allah, like the pleasure, pleasure, so long as you remain. And there's no more tests, there's no more hardships coming upon you. And and now you're living, you're sitting here li- living in this world, and you hear that, and you're like, why not just work for that? So the, like things happen to this world, which is so unappealing to me. I just I, I can't wait for Jannah. Like I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. If you guys think about it, like why? Arrogance is so hated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's like you think about the the people of the past, right? People like Fir'aun, Nimrud, like people who claim to be things that they weren't, mm-hmm. claim that their victories, their wealth, everything that they had, Qarun, like those types of people, they claim these things were from themselves and not from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And me, me as someone, like they didn't even claim to be me, but it angers me because I'm like, how could you do that? I, they're they're claiming that whatever they got was from themselves, and th- these are huge things because we're told about it in the Quran, right? And to me, it's like, how could you do that, bro? Like, what has to be wrong in your head? And even for me, I I feel ashamed when I have like a mustard seed of, of arrogance. I think just the smallest thing is from myself. Oh, I woke up, maybe it's uh, sometimes, and I don't think thank Allah right away. I feel I feel shameful for that because I didn't. I'm not the one who woke myself up. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala woke me up. I woke up because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me permission. I took this breath just now because Allah gave me permission. It wasn't from me. Had it been from me, why do we have a brain where we don't even have to think about the next thing that we say? Your brain knows more about your body than you do. Think about it. Your brain knows about certain locations in your body where things need to go. You don't even know. 
Exactly. Your like brain you, don't tell you. You take you take steps without even having to think about it. We get all this, and we we think it's from ourselves. We think that we deserve these gifts, right? And as you said once, an ayah that goes in my head every single day is you said, and on that day we will ask them about their blessings. Well, I was like, how how can I answer to something like that? Like the ability to have all these gifts in my life, and I'm sitting here crying because I got a C on my test or something. Mm-hmm. Like. And I still remember those days where I used to be upset when I got bad grades on my test. But then once, like, you know, I started thinking, like, thinking to myself, this is from Allah. You know, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants me to do well on a test, obviously I can't say it and be like, you oh, do your Allah, best. Yeah, exactly. You do if your Allah best. Allah wants me to do well, I'm going to do well and not study. You can't do that. But let's say I study and I don't do that well. Then I'll be like, okay, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't see this best for me. Maybe I'll do something better will happen later on. Exactly. You do your best. There are some things that you can't control. So let's say a hardship befalls upon you, you you control exactly how you react. There's no reason to sit there and be upset or to be mad over things that you can't even control. What are you gonna do about it? Exactly. Whether it, it still happened, you can't yeah. go back and change it. Like one thing, one thing I try my best not to be angry at is let's like this doesn't happen very often, but um if I ever forget to set my alarm for fidget and I don't wake up for fidget. Mm-hmm. I try not to be upset with myself, but I will feel a little shameful. But that's Iman right there. Yep. I know that's Iman because I'm like, man, I like what how did I mess up? Like what what did I do? How did I forget? I never forget. Yep. Like what the heck? <laughs> but you and, will you will forget. And sometimes I'll be thinking, okay, if I forget, I'll probably wake up anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's happened before where I've forgotten and I woke up anyway for Fajr, but like there have been times where I haven't. And I'm like, man, now I have to pray Fajr and it's daylight out and like stuff like that. So but that that's not so much on you. Now, see, if I deliberately were to forget and just be like, oh, I'm probably gonna wake up and I don't, that's on me. I can't be mad at anyone but myself. Yep. But see, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift your burdens when you when it's not your fault, when it's just something that like this was qadr Allah, and you have iman, then it won't it won't affect you as much. And you'll see that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you get that little bit of shame or something or that little bit of guilt, that's iman. And you you could be rewarded for that. If you don't feel it at all, now you got a little bit of a problem. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie, to you. you got a little bit of a problem. I want to know, like, how's that happen to y'all? Dude. How many, how many times, like, I, I know I went through this little fra- uh, phase where I just, like, I set an alarm for fudging, and I just couldn't wake up. I'm just like, dude. Like, what? A, that's when I actually started reflecting into my life. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, is Allah angry with me? Like, is, is, he, is this why he's not letting me wake up for fudging? But, you know, I think these things are out of my control, right? I had the intention. I set my alarms. I did my due, dil- my due, gil- due diligence. Oh, my God. And I, I couldn't wake up. Uh, the feeling that you're describing, it happens to me a lot when I forget what I'm on when I'm praying. And then I end the prayer and I'm like, man, I wish I fulfilled. My, I, w- I wish I focused. More yeah, I wish I would have done better. Yeah, I wish I would have done better. Yeah, because honestly, whenever I go into the prayer, I come with a mindset, man, like everything else gone. This is like I need to better myself right now. This is this is my time right now with Allah. And I just and I try to focus. But when I don't get that, it makes like the rest of my day until the next prayer. Like, like it makes it worse. And it shouldn't do that. That's from the shaitan. Shaitan yeah, will sit there is. and try to make it, try to make things seem worse than they are. Well, lie, that is from shaitan because that's happened to me. And I'll just be sitting there even after making my dhikr and stuff. And I'll be sitting there like, bro, how did you forget what rakah you're on? Like, how are you not focused in salah? What was going on with you that you, like, you couldn't give just this time right now to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then I'll be thinking like, this is from shaitan. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this stuff happens, right? We are humans. Because what's the goal of the shaitan in that instance? To put you down. To sit there and think low of yourself because you're like, man, I already messed up here. So I might as well not pray the next prayer. Or I might as well, you know, 
you know, it, it, it's things like that. But if it was really good, you would sit there, you learn from it, and you just do your best on the next one. Mm-hmm. And now going back to arrogant people, you ever sit there and you try to talk to someone who has that, that arrogance in him? You can't even have a conversation with this guy. This guy got too much dip on his chip. This guy got a chip on his shoulder. You try to sit lie. there. You try to sit there and you try to have a normal conversation with them. He thinks he's on top of the world. He thinks he owns everything. Bro, these same, these same people, I swear to God, they piss me off so much. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say to these people. Bro, like, I know this, like, the back of my hand because I play sports. I still play sports, so I know mm-hmm. these people. The, the most arrogant people you'll find are in the sports. No, exactly. Look, look, look. And look, speaking of sports, I look, for example, I'm going to look, when I, go to, when I go to car meets and I talk to people about their cars and stuff like that, like, I have people that are very humble. Then I have other people where they just think they're on top of the world. They think they drive the fastest car. They think they drive the nicest car. I'm like, dude. Don't you know that there's people with better cars out there? Don't you know that you will lose? Don't you know that, you know, there's other people that will win? Don't That's you know how fast this could be taken away from you? Exactly. Don't you know how? Yeah, exactly. One, one little mistake, you're done. Like, that's, that's what I used. Like, me being an athlete, and I, whenever I got injured, I used to think, was I being arrogant or something? Did I think that I was good because it was me, right? And maybe I did. Maybe I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are things that you can't really reflect on it too much because it's, it's, in your, it's something in your heart. And it's not like it's a memory. You can't just think back to a time and I'm like, oh, I'm the best in the world. Like, no, nobody's better than me, this and that. Like, no, there was a time where, yeah, I had confidence in myself, but I knew I was thinking a lot. But then there may have been times where I was playing and it's hard to remember a lot. So I think it's from me. Mm-hmm. You know the... And I can admit that. The, the train of thought that destroy, like, that helps me destroy anytime I feel arrogant is I always think back to Adam alayhi salam. Who, and who was Adam? Adam was the first human. He was the representative for humankind. And he, he was created by Allah. The angels, they prostrated to him and they honored him. Now, Adam and Islam, he was honored. He was in a high place. And he was told not to do one thing. And he went and he did it from because he was aroused by the shaitan. And then he was reduced. Like, he, he got thrown. He got thrown out of his high place. And now he's in a low place. He was in a place incomparable to that high place. Mm-hmm. Think, look at, like, snap of a finger. Look how fast that happened. That was, that's our representative. I know, I, like, I, I'm mirroring that. No, that, 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 that's a very good point right there. Look how fast Adam, Adam and I'm like, he had everything, everything going for himself. And Allah only told him to stay away from one thing, one thing. And yet he couldn't stay away no, from you, it. That, like, that makes say, me think. He was reduced think, down to the lowest. That makes me think like if I was the homie, only human on earth and I had one job, one one job, and it was to not do something, I feel like I would do it. So how could I think higher of myself? Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, this reminds me of like, look, for the people here that have siblings, you ever tell your sibling not to do something, they go ahead and do it. They just want to go ahead and just do the opposite of whatever you have to say, even though you know better than them, even though like you have more experience than them. That's just me. That's just coming from personal experience. Yeah. Like to think Adam, he was told not to do one thing. And because of the whispers of Shaitan, he went ahead and did it. How can we think we're any better than that? How could we think that if Shaitan ever comes to us and we fall into something that we're like that that's not gonna happen to us you can't ever think that you're gonna be free of these things but this type of thinking is not always used for the bad because it's like when people try to talk bad about muslims then they go ahead and now they're like now i need to go research islam they go ahead and they do their learning now they all of a sudden become muslim right i did the same thing right when it comes to other things people talk so badly about something but then in my human nature i want to go ahead and go learn about that thing and it ends up being beneficial the curiosity of humans that's the thing. That's why we go through things. We got to go ahead and experience. We go ahead and get that experience. And then you, you figure out what's actually good, what's actually bad. You go ahead and learn. No, I also, another thing that would destroy a person, uh, destroy arrogance is Qadr Allah. 
sometimes it, you might be getting victory, 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 victory after victory, but it's in a short time span. You don't even realize it. you think you're living forever. Time is moving so slow for you. You're enjoying the moment. And then one day you're old and you're shriveled up and you've lost all your knowledge. You've lost all your strength, all your might. Maybe you were tall. Now you shrunk. And now, now look at you like that. If you don't see, if you haven't seen like the state of an old person or even like when you were a baby and you were suckled and you, now you want to be arrogant. Like you don't think about these things. No, no, exactly. I like, look me personally. I used to, I used to know like a lot of people who I'd be like, Ryan, this person is really, really cocky. Right now I'll see them get into a car accident. They'll be like, man, just make sure that you're always thankful for whatever happens. You know, I'm thankful. God, let me live. Yada, yada, yada. Well, like, for example, they'll lose, they'll lose a person in life. They'll be like, man, make sure you guys go ahead and spend time with your family. Tell your people you love them. Thank them for everything. Make sure you thank God for life. Or I even and, then, and then look, they go through that. And then after a while, they'll just go back to what they were doing before. Or I even wait, heard it. Oh, wait. That says that in the Quran. Yeah, there is a verse in the Quran that talks about that. But I, I heard a quote. It went something like, if sin had not been prescribed upon mankind, we would have destroyed ourselves with arrogance. But look, look, even going back to arrogance, you go to the gym. All right. So you would you would know this. Like, look, you, you walk in the gym, you got these people walking with their chest down. I'm like, dude, <laughs> are you serious right now? You, there's no there's no need for you to be doing all this because I like, look a lot of those people. I can't lie, bro. Like their their arrogance from what it seems like is just. They walk inhumane, yeah, inhumane. They, I'm like, dude. There's a lot of people who walk proudly around these areas, especially when they've been blessed. But for what? With for those... what though? For what? I'm just sitting there, like, dude. Me and you. Let's say me and you. We have the same results. Why are you acting in such a way? What makes you any better? This is what I remember. Like what? What you're bringing up. This brings up memories from football. I remember there used to be times where, like, I'd have teammates who were smaller than me, and they they'd see uh, the opponents. They'd be way bigger. And they'd be scared because, like, oh, these people are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, this and that. And I'd be like, bro, they're a man just like you. They get dressed the same way as you. There's nothing that they do that you can't do. Mm -hmm. They eat, they sleep, they drink. Mm -hmm. So what? Just because they're bigger than me? What does that mean? Does that mean that they have more good deeds than me? Does, does that, that mean that they're, they're a better person than me? Does that mean they have a higher chance of going to gender? Like this? Like, like it, it, Yeah, just uh, because it, whoever it, wins it, on this field, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter in, the, in, the, in hindsight. It doesn't really matter. But... Whatever happens, I know that I've won because I know where I stand in my in my life. Like it's it's the battle between yourself. You yeah. know, on that field, you gotta try your hundred percent your best, or in any endeavor when you're taking a test, you're studying, you gotta try hundred percent your best, even though this may not mean jannah or jahannam for you. But this is something between you and Allah. You may do it for it, and you can make it like as an act of worship. You do this for the sake of Allah. And if even if you don't succeed the way that you want to, you know that you did your best. You know that there's things that you will work on. The same way that in, in our iman, like in our deen, if we fall short, we know that there's something we're going to work on. Because we did our best, but we still fell short. You yep. want to talk about iman? Look at Ibrahim alayhi salam and look at how he dealt with like the qadr of Allah. When Ibrahim alayhi salam, he smacked the idols up and he, he was conversing. He was telling, it was him versus, he was a 1v20 or 1v his entire community. He was taking on his entire community, including his father, on not to worship idols and to worship Allah and Allah alone. They threw him in a fire. They said, build for him a furnace and throw him in the fire. They threw, for him, they threw him in a fire. Allah made the fire cool and peaceful for him. Even after that, like, you imagine you got thrown in a fire by the people, you would be shaken up. You would like, I don't know if I believe this anymore or something like that. Ibrahim alayhi salam said, inni ila rabbi I will go to where my Lord has guided me. 
I will go to where my Lord tells me to and he will guide me. He will guide me. He, this is the iman he had. This was the tawakkil in Allah he had. And then after that, he said, oh my Lord, give me from a righteous offspring. And then after that, Allah answered him right away. Look at when you have strength and you stay firm in your religion. Look at how Allah will answer your dua. Not only him, look at Noah. Look how Allah answered his dua. Not only him, look at Moses. Look how Allah answered his dua against Pharaoh and he stayed strong and firm in his religion. Don't forget though. Don't forget one of the most important aspects of that story of Ibrahim salam getting thrown in the fire. Who came to him before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped him? An angel. The angels came to him. They said, can we help? He said, no, I don't want anything from you. If it's not from Allah, I don't want it. That's the trust in Allah, look at, in the yeah, plan look of Allah the, that he look had. Look at the trust in God. Like, that's the level of Iman. You think you can see, oh, now I can copy this. No, you got to have that, like, in your heart. You got to live by it every single day. When you wake up, you think of Allah. When you Before you go to sleep, you think of Allah. In your prayers, you're 100% focused. And when you, if you mess up even the slightest, you're stuck for Allah immediately. Like, when you're, si okay, go, go ahead. when you're sitting there with your non-Muslim peers or friends, you're not going to sit there and be afraid to go ahead and practice your religion. Mm -hmm. When you pass by falsehood, you pass by it with dignity. You walk on the earth, you walk on it humbly. When people come to you with falsehood and people come to you with foolishness, you walk past it. You walk past it and you, with, and you say, you're just even if it goes against yeah. yourself. You're yes. You know, one I heard at the khutbah recently at, during Juma, uh, an Imam said that look at all these other religions and all the other nations. What they what do they fight for? They fight for money, land, power, this, that, and the third. What does Islam fight for? What did Islam fight for? Justice. Mm -hmm. Amongst your, within yourself, when you do jihad and nafs, when you're when you're struggling against yourself, what are you fighting for? Justice. And people pretend like Islam was spread by the sword, right? Mm -hmm. But they came in saying, hey, can we can we practice our religion here? Can we preach Islam here? If you say no, then we're going to... But like, it's, understand, it's over. Like, <laughs> like, understand that. Islam really fought for justice. We didn't fight for money. We didn't fight for land. The Rasulullah, he never fought for, for any of these things. He fought for justice. People what like... What did the Prophet say? He said, if you give me the sun in my right hand and the moon in the left hand, he wouldn't stop what he was doing. That's, We're not here for materialistic the, that's, yeah, games. That's the integrity of a Muslim. I'm here for what's right. The same way that the Prophet said that when the, the what what is it, the mountain of gold are revealed in the end times, mm -hmm. he told the Muslims not to go for it. The real Muslims, they're not gonna go for that. Even mm -hmm. though you become virtually the richest person in, in your land or whatever, you know you don't go for it because that's the integrity of a Muslim. We're not here for that. We know this is gonna happen. We know that there's materialistic gain wherever we go, but we're not here for that. We're not here to keep what the dunya offers us. Dude, even if you get that rich, what, what's going to happen? We're going to still want to be richer. Like the yeah. Prophet ﷺ said, if a man is given a mountain of gold, he's going to want another one. ask for another one. Look, <laughs> honestly, even within my own self, if I, were to, if, if I were to put a religion aside and grind and get 100 billion, I would not be that like that wouldn't satisfy me. That's not that's such a menial goal. Every I, there's other people in the history who had a hundred billion. That's not what I want. I don't care look, about look, that. Look, look. What I care, I care about the solidarity. I care about the the trust in God that I know that I the one who created me. Why would I not worship Him? Hold that's on. in Surah Yasin. Personal experience. I know a non-Muslim. Right? They didn't have too much money. None. They they ended up having a lot of money. And he's like, bro. I literally bought everything that I want. I have enough money to get other things that I might want in the future. Now what? Like, now I'm starting to realize that there's a lot more to life than just to grind for money and get women. And that, that, that was coming from exact that was coming from a non-Muslim based on personal experience. Mm -hmm. And that really just opened my eyes. I'm like, wow. 
every single human being is really born on, upon the fitrah. And later, whether or not, <coughs> later on, they will realize it. They will realize that, you know, what Islam has to say is true, whether they realize it now or later. And that's what I mean. Even the worst of the worst can become guided. They, these people, yeah. they, they can realize. Yeah. They, can they can wake up in the split of a second, well, look, if Allah wills. As, as a Muslim, you have to know that as this life is just a place for us to travel in, we want to take exactly what it is that we want to receive. The things that we want are the good deeds, the things we can't see. So that's why we don't take anything. That's how we're not here for the materialism. You can't see your good deeds. You can't really see your intention. So you don't want to take any of that. You don't want to take any of the materialistic things to the hereafter because you can't, it's not going to be there with you. The things that are going to be there with you that are going to come to fruition are your good deeds, your intentions. The things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge you based on. He's not going to judge you based on the house that you had because not everybody's going to have a house. Not everybody has wealth. You want to know, you want to know the way I interpret death? It's not like how other people interpret death. I interpret death as the moment you stop trying to get better every single day as a human being. You think you're dead when your body is lifeless? No, that's just the that's just the portal to the next life. That's just your entry into the hereafter. You're dead the moment you stop changing. Think about it. What is evolution? Evolution is change to get better. Every single day you have to keep on getting after it. What is the reason that you're on this world? What is the reason you're in this world? To worship Allah. To worship Allah. In Islam, why does Allah tell us to do good things? It's for ourselves. It's not for the benefit of him. So when you are foremost in good acts, you're foremost, you're bettering yourself, you put yourself in a high status, and now you're, you're among the pious. And when you die, then you, you enter into Jannah. And Jannah is for the pious. Those who repented, those who had the strength to turn back to Allah. Allah. That's like when you're dead, you got to think about it. Even in scientific terms, even the science, the science man knows this. You're, you're in a homeostatic state. You're homeostasis. What does that mean? You're staying the same, which means life is the opposite of that. You're always changing. You could change this way. You change that way. But you got to choose which way you want to change. That's the free will. I'm telling you, even the science man knows this. It's, it, it's in the books. I read it. Well, I'm <laughs> man. I love that. And I think that's the best way to end it off, man. SubhanAllah. Um, dang, man, we touched up on a lot of things. I mean, most first and foremost, it was a lot, a lot about arrogance because that's one of the things that you could be suffering from that you don't really know about because it's so small. Arrogance could be so small, but it could build up. Just like mm -hmm. sin is a domino effect, arrogance could be something like you don't even effect. realize. Blindness yeah, is like by blindness. Exactly. Right. And uh, you know, with that being said, you know, Sam Rani Allah. We hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and we hope you guys uh leave us some suggestions, bidnillah. And uh yeah. Jazakallah khair to all of you who made it to the end. Like, like he said, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure to share with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. And also, join our Discord. Link is in the bio. We're building the biggest Discord server in the Ummah, and we need your guys' help. And also, we're not scholars. We're still students of knowledge, so we're open to correction. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.